Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 243, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Chris Featherstone. As always, we have a huge interview for 252, ladies and gentlemen, 252 episodes this week. We are uh, almost a little over two months away from our five-year anniversary, and what a way to kick off uh, this year uh, as we do with the weekly interviews. This week, this week is going to be huge. I'm really, really excited uh, to have this person on the show tonight. Former WWE Intercontinental Champion, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present to you for episode 252, the one, the only. The, the the formerly known as the chosen one, Drew Galloway. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, fantastic. I'm still known as the chosen one. I'm just wrestling as chosen one these days. Yes, yes. Well, in the WWE, you were the chosen one, and that's where actually where I want to get started tonight. Uh, what? Who came up with that name? How did that idea come up for you to be the chosen one? And how far was this chosen one gimmick going to be in the WWE? Were you slated to be world champ? 
How far was this supposed to go? I have no idea. To be honest, then uh, I guess uh, not many people would know the answer to that question since there's so much original content being produced. A lot of it's produced week by week. Yeah. So you kind of go with the flow, and it was uh, obviously a Vince decision himself. I found out about it right before I walked through the curtain um, with the episode where he had uh, done the introduction for me, which was crazy and compared me to himself and yeah. referred to me as badass, etc. That was you know, completely on him. And, uh, you know, the direction of the character was um, himself and myself talking together and taking his direction. And I obviously when he got written off of TV, it was a big uh, no hindrance to the character when Nexus wrote him off. And that was also the, the priority at the time. But losing Vince was something that hurt the character dramatically. And, you know, eventually it was off TV. I mean, out of sight, you're out of mind when there's a lot going on. And uh, all of a sudden, it wasn't too much. Yeah, yeah. What What do you think was the, like, the biggest detour? Because I know that you, you know, they had you won the Intercontinental Championship, and then they kind of had you go on a slew of losses. I, I believe you lost to R-Truth one week. I think it was Kane uh, one, one week. What was it that kind of detoured, and, and how did you feel about – Getting getting this big promise to be the chosen one, and then kind of going south after that. Uh, well, there's not really much that you can say. You just do what you can with what's given to you. Yeah. Like I say, losing a Mr. McMahon character uh, was obviously a huge, a huge thing uh, that affected the character. And then obviously Teddy Long would want to get his revenge since I put him through such hell. So yeah. we kind of went through that phase, and then we did the losing streak phase, which a lot of other guys also did, which never seems to to work out the old losing streak thing. And, uh, yeah, at the end of it, it just became, all right, we don't know what to do next. Maybe hang out in superstars for a while and then a while longer, then a while longer. And then eventually the steam you had is lost and it's a case of restarting. But just where do you begin when you had such a strong character at one point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was so much, uh, promise at that time. And you, uh, were, you were in your early twenties at that time, right? Early to mid twenties. So, yeah, I was like 23, 24 at that time. Uh, I'm a sign when I was 21, 22. I did you know, SmackDown, went back to, to FCW where I learned a great deal and got ready for television because I was not ready for television when I first came to America and then debuted as the, the chosen one at 23, 24. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what was probably what, – what was your, I guess, most – the best moment of that chosen one gimmick that only really lasted about two years, but what moment stands out? Uh, of course, at that time you won the Intercontinental Championship, you know, early in your start. Uh, any other moments that, uh, you know, that uh, kind of shine in that era? Uh, I mean, it's such a whirlwind, like during that time, like when you're younger and uh, given that kind of opportunity, even if you're not so young, I've been wrestling a long time, even though I was young you're kind of unrelaxed or stressed. You don't enjoy the moments. Like it's only now at 31 years old with 16 years experience that the light switch has gone off. I've relaxed. I remember everything. I take everything in. I appreciate everything. I'm glad it happened so young, but I kind of have to look back to remember the things that happened then because it was such a whirlwind and I was so tense all the time. I couldn't relax. But obviously, you know, Vince endorsed me. It's never been done. He'll never do it again. And that was pretty incredible and something that no one's ever had. I mean, the IC title is amazing. People have done it. And The Undertaker ended my uh, undefeated streak, which is pretty crazy. I went into WrestleMania as Intercontinental Champion. Like, things like that are amazing. But, you know, being endorsed by, you know, the man himself who created this world, he obviously saw something in me. Yeah. And I'm just glad that, that uh, the past two years I've been able to 
do all the things I've done around the world and, you know, show that he did see something in me and I've been able to bring it out and harness that potential finally and show it to the world. That's right. Absolutely. So, you know, one, another another part that was good in that era was uh, you became tag team champions with Cody Rhodes. Now, both of you at the time, you know, you were kind of going away, fading away from the, the, the chosen one gimmick per se. Cody was kind of trying to find a place as well. Uh, who came up with the idea to put the, you two together and, 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 you know, you guys became successful. How did that come about? Um, again, I assume it was probably the boss himself. Again, this is just assumptions. I'm not privy to those, yeah. those production meetings, but, um, I guess both the characters just didn't have much direction at the time. Didn't know what to do with us and wanted to do something with us. We literally found out when we got to the, you know, the pay-per-view and we got closer to the match we were in the match, and then they told us, you know, you're going to the tag titles, and we both looked at each other like, what? Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, as I say, it's the nature of the beast. They, they go by week to week, figure stuff out as they go along, just because there's so many hours of TV, and you've just got to learn to go with the flow, and not let things get to you too much, because that is just how things go. And you know, when you're younger, you're a bit more quick to, like, damn, why is this going this way? Or get a little more upset and a little stressed, and you don't quite realize it until uh, so you get a bit more experience in that world. So... No, we went with the flow. We got a fun little run out of it. And I remember in the last promo, I didn't know where the tag team name until Cody looked at me and said, the dashing ones are over. And I just looked around and went, dashing ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a very... It was a very odd tag team that was kind of put together, but you worked together, uh, you worked well together. It was it was really good. Uh, did you get any pointers at that time in the WWE uh, from anyone uh, in particular uh, that you went to for for different pointers? Mister uh, Man put a taker in charge of me. You know, oh, really? uh, he was the one kind of designated uh, to me. So I would obviously listen to him, even if it wasn't designated to me. He's the you know, locker room leader. There's nobody like him. Yeah. Would always listen to himself, and uh, you know the William Regal um, was always in there for me for advice and uh, helping me out. And the biggest one of all for me personally, I mean everyone in FCW as well. I want to want to point out yeah. from Doctor Tom, um, Billy Kidman, Norman Smiley, uh, Steve Kern, and Dusty Rhodes when it came to talking. How I learned how to you know, make myself understood with such a thick Scottish accent. Yeah. But the biggest one of all is Fit Finley. Like, he's my, my mentor. He taught me how to really think outside the box and really be different and enhance my aggression to 100 and made me different from everybody else. Oh, yeah. And he's the yeah. one, to, to this day, I still go to, you know, Fit and Regal. So Fit, you know, shaped me dramatically at that time. Yeah. So yeah. That's, and, and Fit and Regal are two of the most aggressive uh, competitors that we've seen uh, in the past 20 years or so. Uh, speaking of the Undertaker, real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on on his streak being broke? I don't know if you've ever been asked that, but uh, since he had a good, such a, a big influence in your career in the WWE, what are your thoughts on uh, the streak being broke? In hindsight, uh, a lot of people are favor on the side of uh, Lesnar breaking it wasn't the best idea. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if anybody was going to do it, there was nobody ever been alive like Brock Lesnar. But I probably, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have touched it personally. But you know, I get the thinking behind it and no one's gonna argue that Lesnar isn't that guy if it was gonna be the guy like he is something else. And there's just nobody like no younger guys at that level to, to give them that yet. So, you know, I probably just would have left it untouched. And if he's still going in a couple of years and anybody reaches that level when they say that's the guy for sure. Yeah. You have to be hundred percent sure. That's true. Um, That's true. You know, like I was supposed to you know, work with him back in the day, and I remember 
they had talking, you know, about Vince about it, you know, potential working working taker. And I remember talking to Hunter about it and, and pointing out that I'm fairly aggressive and you know get the job done in the ring, but not quite looking how I wrestle and I didn't get it. I spoke about this recently when I watched old tapes myself, how young I look and you know, I was a lot smaller. I'm like, Wow, you know, it's, the ring the ring stuff's fine and that's you know, a big part of it and you know, a lot of people focus on that more than the other aspects you've got to remember that it has to look believable and I'm a big believer in getting it done in the ring, looking the part and every aspect being covered. And back then it would not have looked believable like me going in toe to toe with the taker. And I see that now and I look at myself now and I see a man and I see a confident person. You know, I don't necessarily see that back then. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, so, I mean, how, how deep were the talks with you and Taker working together? Did it go as far as you two competing at WrestleMania for the streak? Oh, I have no idea. Like, again, the information I'm not privy to. I just know the basics, and I just go with go with the flow because you, you have to or you go mad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, certainly. But there's there's been, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to before that have received some information and then, you know, kind of it was resented say, hey, we just changed your mind. No no big reason to it. We just kind of we're just kinda of scrapping it, you know, but you were never told anything uh, that deep. Am I right no, if, if things like went along the path, uh, maybe we were hoping uh, they were gonna go at the time, I'm sure something like that could have potentially happened, but we never know for sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I mean the 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 three M B uh deal, I mean what what are your over th- overall thoughts on that? Uh, it seemed like it had some type of promise to it in the very beginning, but then it just start kind of became like a jobber type of faction. Uh, just what are your overall thoughts on your time with 3MB? It was a lot of fun. I guess the pro- big problem was that when it was put together, I remember the night before on Superstars, I wrestled Jinder as a babyface. And uh, I got a great reaction. It got over really well. Vince wanted to try it. And everybody was like, well, you should have been a babyface a long time ago. And yeah. the next day, I assumed that's the direction where we're going to go. And I know he wanted a band for uh, Heath. He wanted to give Heath an opportunity because he was doing such a good job with the legends. And everybody was suggesting obvious names. And I guess, like, Dean Ambrose was actually the one of the ones brought up, I guess. But eventually, they, they didn't want that. That's not the way he thinks. He wanted kind of people that were, you know, people he wouldn't think of. And, a couple of guys that weren't doing much, he wanted to do something. Yeah. He picked out myself and Jinder. Yeah. And once we got it started, he put the idea forward, he was really into it, but nobody told him that I was probably going to require surgery on my wrist. So about one week into the gimmick, they did an MRI on my wrist, and then it turned out I needed to get a screw in there. So that was me, like no physical contact for six months. Right. After we did that surgery, and you know, six months passes, you're just standing at the side, and probably the guy that's going to be the heater as the, the bigger aggressive one. And by the time I was ready to come back, you know, it already faded and they'd kind of lost interest. And it was what it was, but it was getting over by the end of it, especially because we were just having the time of our lives. And yeah. When you when you have fun, like I was saying earlier about relaxing, I couldn't relax when I was younger. When you, that's when I started relaxing. When you relax, the crowd see that, they start getting into it and they're in on it with you. So it was a big laugh and just a great time. So yeah. I can't never say anything negative about the NBA. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just seemed like it. It should have went a little further than what it developed to be. It was just. Um, it, it had a lot of promise from a from a, 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 a faction standpoint, but uh, it just. I, I I just think that it just should have did a little bit better as far as creative uh, standpoint, um, especially with three great competitors like you, uh, Gender and Heath. Um, so was the injury kind of, I mean, in your opinion, was the injury kind of like the the prelude to 
uh, your release, or I mean, do you think that had a lot of impact towards it? Oh, again, I, I'm not privy to that. I don't know. Um, I mean, I was obviously healthy um, eventually, and um, was working out pretty hard without going too extreme. Because obviously, I was in a band. I wanted to look like I was in a band, so I got more lean back then, like a traditional rocker. But um, yeah, I'll never know. Um, we just had, I guess, you know, the network was going on, and they had to lose some money and appreciate the outpouring from people and the shock and people like fans as well as people that are as high up in the roster as you can imagine were kind of shocked and they reached out to me and I appreciate that but yeah. you know I always saw it as all right thank you I feel like this is the right time that we you know take a break for now I've been here a long time I've had a few different roles and I see this as an opportunity I never saw it as oh my god I lost my job but I saw it as an opportunity okay I've been thinking a lot the past couple of years of what I would do if I wasn't there like how could I showcase myself we're living the social media age and I had some big plans for myself and they were starting that day I got that call yeah yeah and, and well I mean like you said opportunity of course that led to um a, a, a debut in early early 2015 uh to uh TNA you were talking about the babyface aspect as well uh you came in as the rising as the babyface and you actually stayed a babyface for quite some time but one of the top babyfaces of the company how was it working a babyface in TNA a lot of fun. I um I'd been gone for about six, seven months at that point and I went back to my home promotion in Scotland, the ICW and my return promo got a lot of a lot of buzz at the time. Mick Foley put over on Stone Cold's podcast and um I made my first match to beautiful Evolve at the time and I won in my very first indie match back. I beat Chris Hero for the Evolve title and you know, things were really rolling good at that point when I got the call from TNA. Like, I had a, lot, a good thing going on. I told them I don't think I'm ready to be back on TV. But I knew John Gaborik from WWE, and he told me, we're going to let you be Drew Galloway, be yourself. Just speak your mind. Be Drew Galloway in the ring. Be your Drew Galloway with the cameras turned on. And I came in, and he stuck to his word. I was the same guy I was every other comp- company in the world that I worked for. Yeah. And I had a great time there. Everything they said always happened. And whatever negative things were getting said online just weren't true. It's been such a positive environment. Everybody's just working hard to get the show going. And the things that happen backstage, we can't help. But the things in the ring, we could help. Oh, yeah. You know, between that two-year period I was there, it went from like a decent show to the, the old guard started going out and the new guard got a chance to stand up, you know, step up or stand up as the catchphrase was at the time. And everybody did stay, you know, stand up and make the best wrestling show, I believe, at the time. And when I was the heavyweight champion, Freedom of Lashley doing the serious stuff, with EC3 doing his thing, Eli Drake got a shot, the Decay came in with the cool music, Matt Hardy was doing the most creative thing of all time with Jeff Hardy. You know, it was just such a smorgasbord of professional wrestling and different things and different looking people and that's what wrestling needs. I believe it was a top show at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I was just about to, you know, talk about the, all the feuds that you had in TNA. You really had an opportunity to really showcase. You said you talked about your maturity and your growth. I think TNA was a, a really, really good opportunity for people to really know from in, in the states at least to really know the potential that you had. I mean, like you said, Matt Hardy, Lashley, EC3, Moose, uh, you know, Eddie Edwards, all the people that you had an opportunity to really go against was really good for you as far as a showcasing standpoint uh you know the 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 big you know question mark right now uh, i'm sure you can't go too far into it but you know what are you looking at as far as tna at this point um well i think the company's you know in a secure position now compared to where they were at as i said the the issues were always you know with the 
the management and the, the money area, I guess, it was very public, which was pretty embarrassing. But, you know, the roster was always strong. The roster was great. And now it looks like we're in a good position. And my contract comes up in like well, three weeks now, I believe. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're currently in talks. And uh, I really, you know, hope things work out the way I want them to, to work out. I mean, it's common knowledge now because I read it all the time. And the, the Internet seems to know more of, uh, than I ever, <laughs> ever say to anybody or more than I know. So everybody knows that, you know, like I, um, you know, I've turned down certain deals and I like, I've, you know, been somebody that's been able to grow British wrestling over the past couple of years to where it's at today. And, you know, these companies around the world, I feel like I've done a, you know, a lot of good work for wrestling and, you know, I've, I've been rewarded um, by, you know, the fans and the way people react and also, you know, pay wise, I've been very fortunate yeah. to do such a good deed, but, you know, we, we just have to figure things out. You know, there's obviously people reaching out and, all of that jazz that I can't go into, but I'm just hoping things work out the way I hope they work out because I'm having such a good ride right now. Yeah, awesome. All right, so you have a big, big event coming on uh, up this weekend talking about great ride. There's a big event in the U.K. Uh, for five-star wrestling. Let the listeners know about that. It is one of the biggest things of all. Like I talk about all the cool things I've done so far. You know, it's it's one thing after another. I've been so fortunate to represent so many different great companies like the ICWs, the Evolves, the TNAs. And I've got a call um, last week to, hey, Drew, would you come down and do the press conference for the five-star show? And, you know, I came down and made the big announcement. The big announcement was we're not just having a show. We're having a show that's going to be broadcast live on Stake TV in the UK for the yeah. first time ever. I think there was one British show broadcast for the you know, Prince Philip maybe in the 60s or something, and one other show maybe in the 50s. But basically, in the modern age, for sure, it's the first live British wrestling. We talk about British wrestling coming back. When I went into ICW, three weeks after being gone from WWE, I said I will get it back on TV. Now, it's a case of uh, not just you know the UK guys. We have all the different best stars from across the world. Myself, Ray, Morrison, Yolito is going to be there. And it, back in the day, it used to be we wanted to go to America. There was nothing in the UK. We aspired to go to America. Now the people from around the world, the Americans, the Mexicans, the Japanese, they aspire to come to the UK. And it's all happening in Scotland. And that makes me absolutely fired up like hell, as you can tell by my voice. <laughs> yeah, you got a promo. I like it. <laughs> that's not a promo. Like, when you see me do that on TV, that's not a promo. That's just true in real life. Yeah. <laughs> when you see me with the medic and I get fired up, that's like what I do in real life. I'm doing it right now. This ain't yeah. a promo. This is just real life truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's It sounds like a promo and people get in, engaged and engulfed in promos as wrestling fans. I, I like it, man. I, I appreciate your passion. I appreciate your time as well. Uh, you said that uh, you, there's there's people who know more than you do. Uh, there's there's rumors that the WWE have contacted you as far as the UK. Uh, you know, here's your platform to shoot them down or say you don't want to go into them before we before we leave. Um, well, there's, you know, contract stuff. I can't you know comment who's contacted and said what. And uh, all I can say is uh, I'll, I'll be making the best you know decision for my family's future. I am. You know, I'm a married man now in a house and responsibilities at 31. Yeah. But uh, I will tell everybody, you know, when it comes to the, the five-star, this is a big deal. It's on the 28th this Saturday at the Dundee Ice Arena. It's uh, on Spike TV from 8 to 10. It's not a one-off. There's a series already being commissioned. Like, it's not a case of a make a TV show out of this. So it's on uh, Spike TV or Channel 5. I don't know which one the series is going to be on yet, which is huge in the UK. So keep your eyes open during the summer because that's going to be coming as well. And I just want to thank everyone for supporting me up to this point. 
Sport made WWE from the highs at the lows. You were always speaking up, so do something with Drew. And then when I was out and I started doing something, he stuck behind me, told a friend, who told a friend, who told a friend. Now we're doing some big things. So thank you, everybody. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Who's the best wrestler? Who, who's the, what's the greatest match you've ever had in your career? Last question. It's so hard to pick one. <laughs> I've had so many fun ones. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I really, really would struggle to name one. I, I look at, for one of the big ones where I feel like I really made it, going out of WWE, myself and Johnny Gargano with a big match during the WrestleMania weekend, which I called the wrestling weekend, not WrestleMania weekend, because there's a bunch of shows on, the biggest fans from around the world come to the one area, they go to all the local shows, then they That's go true. to Mania. So wrestling true. weekend was myself versus Johnny Gargano for the Evolve and Dragon Gate USA title. Yeah. And I won both titles, flew back home to Scotland after the show as the ICW Evolve. I am a Dragon Gate USA champion. I showed up in Scotland with all three belts. Nice. That was when I re- that's when I really felt like I made it. Like, wow, I'm doing some cool stuff here. And, you know, winning the TNA belt is amazing. And just doing all the stuff I'm doing is amazing. I've been part of ICW and watching it grow and helping it grow. to get the biggest independent show of all time yeah. with 6,200 people. And Finn Balor hitting me with a pipe when he's in WWE and I'm in TNA. Like, 2016, anything could happen. In 2017, I'm scared what's going to happen. Yeah, I like it, man. Good stuff, man. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, best wishes to you, Drew. I mean, like you said, you're only 31 years old, so you know you you've done so much so far, and you know being only 31, there's so much more to go. You know, God willing. So appreciate your time, and wish you the best. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Once again, Drew will be at Five Star Wrestling this weekend. Check out Five Star Wrestling on Facebook, and he will be there, and he will turn some heads, and he'll make sure to leave a legacy uh, that night at Five Star. Thanks a lot, Drew, and uh, you have a great night. All right, anytime, bud. I'll speak to you all soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. you got the measuring stick just changed around here buddy you're looking at it four corners three are mine let's go the whole squad is making it clear we taking this year you know who we are but you don't know why we here so this is where the big boys play these big boys play like who defies the living god get out the big boys way outsiders with the swoop in we live as kings you seeing us but our third man waits in the wings And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack I go for Dolo, but ain't solo, cut the promo in black Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them to the max And I'm Das Wonderkin, with the strength of a hundred men With one intent, to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself But you rap about your gas and your rags torture White coffins when I drop a bomb My mic's awesome, never lost faith You in all space, you can all skate, suffer beneath Never crippled, no bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using 
God for my defense in Alabama, we jamming. That's beautiful, Bobby Eaton, me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking shit, you all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back, we repping that work pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trust in God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap, he turning the power on. On the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You too, I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Donner Brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. Drew Galloway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, listening uh, to the interview. Drew Galloway, the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, the former WWE Intercontinental Champion. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for availing yourself on the interview uh, right now. We have so much to talk about. This is Royal Rumble Go Home Show, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, we got so much to talk about. So I'm going to bring on my boy. Uh, he's starting to become a regular, and I love every minute of it. Without further ado, Evan Tech Proud from Under Matt Radio. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good. Good to be here. Live, live, live. Pancakes and power slams. Yes, it is. Absolutely. All right, we got so much to go. We got so much to talk about tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the headlines. Here we go. So everything that I'm talking about tonight, you can find it uh, either on the Inquisitor or on Sportskeeda. I've written articles. I've, I've written articles about all of these topics. So Google the topics if you want to know more about it. But we're going to go pretty much in depth about the topics that we're going to talk about tonight. The first one is WWE still interested in airing TNA content. They had a recent survey that had a bunch of uh, European uh, indie promotions. Some, some, for some reason, they had. TNA sandwiched in between a bunch of indie promotions as far as what uh, promotion the fans in the WWE Network would like to see. So and this is not the first time that they've done this too. They've done it last year as well. So it seems like WWE possibly has a hidden agenda to see if people would be interested in watching TNA content on the network. I'm 100% sure in my opinion, that this is very intentional. They 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 went from not mentioning TNA at all and pretending they didn't exist to mentioning them at multiple times as far as if they want content on the network. Now it's been you know confirmed uh, through Vince Russo, one of his podcasts, that uh, John Gaburik and Dixie Carter did talk to Vince McMahon, uh, which angered um, uh, Billy Corgan, and you know that was one of the 
biggest issues as far as just the lawsuit is concerned, uh, going behind you know his back as a president at the time and fronting him a bunch of money to talk to Vince McMahon. So, I mean, it's interesting because you have Anthem. It didn't really seem like Anthem. We talked about Anthem a lot last week, too. It didn't seem like Anthem's that much, you know, uh, heavily invested in TNA. So, uh, you know, it, it really brings some some uh, great deal of interest to see, you know, why WWE is still bringing up TNA as far as being on the network. Yeah, it, is, it is interesting. I hope it don't happen. You got enough content. Really, you don't think you you wouldn't like to have TNA on there? Nope. Need to be separate because the my thought is you know of course we heard the rumble the the rumble lanes no no pun intended the the whispers of you know Vince trying to get TNA and TNA mm-hmm. library maybe we saw the WWE. This is the thing. Ninety percent. Now, I'm just giving an average. So I'm not a mathematician. 90% of wrestling past and wrestling lore and wrestling, the ghost of wrestling past and even modern, is WWE. Mm-hmm. So what we do have left, that's non-WWE. That's, that's, you know, the TNAs, the Ring of Honors, the Global Forces. You know, of course, Japan is safe. And let that be separate. Everything else is WWE, WCW, WWE, NWA, WWE, Mid-South, WWE, UWF, WWE, World Class, WWE, AWA. So all of them territories, the all of them, federation. All, every wrestling federation we grew up with that we loved is under the umbrella mm. of WWE. True. Let TNA be by itself. Whatever, I don't know if it's TNA or Impact or the Impact Hour, Anthem, whatever you call it. Let <laughs> Impact the TNA be by itself. Contact um, how can I forget my buddy say Alicia Underground? Mm-hmm. Mom TNA con- contact Hulu, contact Amazon, contact Netflix. Hey, we can pay you a certain amount of money a month, and you can stream our services. We have our own TNA channel. WWE Network yeah. got enough. They, they have enough content. They have enough original programming. I mean, it's, it's, don't gobble everything up. We, we still, yeah. you know, we, we, we still need something. Uh, that's like you got Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Now, I do drink soda. I'm not a caffeine addict, but I like soda. Coca-Cola by itself, brand name. Anything that has Coca-Cola's name on it from back in the day is automatic money. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Pepsi is still a million dollars, so, but Coca-Cola has the bigger name. So that's if Coca-Cola decided to buy 7-Up and buy, you know, Mellow Yellow. I'm sorry. Ohio, y'all call it soda pop or pop. You know what I mean? That's yeah, if Coca-Cola decided... Yeah, pop. <laughs> that's if Coca-Cola... Decided to buy up every soft, soft, every soft drink share, and it was only Seven Up, Dr Pepper, and you know what I mean, RC Cola, and you know what I mean. It's like let let there be a difference, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, and, and, you know. I think it make, I think you make a lot of sense. I agree with you. I, my my biggest thing is that TNA. I mean. What's their shelf life right now? I mean, you know, you, you, I interviewed Al Snow a few weeks back, and, you know, he was talking about – I asked him about the nine lives, and he think it's a good idea. And I, and I agree with him in that sense as far as, you know, the WWE needs competition. They're, they're booking for years has been so lazy and lackluster that 
they need the competition, but TNA has just shown that they're not it. I mean, just and they. I mean, Drew made a good point. I, I agree with Drew. I agree with them wholeheartedly. They have the talent. I mean, last year TNA had so much talent, so much good talent wrestling for the company. Uh, EC3, Drew Galloway, Eddie Edwards, Matt Hardy, Jeff right. Hardy, Baby Lashley. Richie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so you had so Eli Drake, my boy Eli Drake. Yeah. They, they had so much good uh, uh, people on the roster and Rex, and it's like it wasn't. You know, it had nothing to do. And again, what Drew said, it had nothing to do with people outside the backstage, you know, away and, and inside the ring, the in-ring work was good. I couldn't stand, and I still don't like the grand championship concept. <clears throat> I think that's just stupid. However, um, I do think that, you know, there, there's so much, there's so much potential there that, you know, I just think it's damaged goods at this point, especially with Anthem buying them and, you know, you got you got so many that that mid card championship. I think that's one of the worst things about TNA throughout their fifteen years almost of existence is because they they cannot keep a steady mid card championship to save their lives. You know, you, of course you have the X division, but you know, you know that 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 goes up and down who, throughout the past. Who, who's 15 the X division champ? Uh, DJ Z, I believe he is now. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, DJ Z still has the uh, X Division Championship. But it's, it's like you said, you had with, <clears throat> with TNA, it's the World Heavyweight Champion and the Tag Champs. All the other belts was like who I didn't know who the X Division Champ was. Uh, yeah. You got the uh, the um, what, what's the the um, you, Trevor you Lee Galloway. Oh, I'm sorry, Trevor Lee just won it recently. Okay, I'm sorry. Something yeah. Well, he won know, it uh, a couple weeks ago. At, at one point, TNA was the world title, and you had mm-hmm. the X division, and you had the tag titles. And those are the main three belts. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I just spoiled it. <laughs> I'm just sorry, DJ Z. For those who are currently watching TNA, DJ Z is the champion. But spoiler alert. <laughs> Trevor Lee wins, and it should be airing. Uh, I think a couple couple weeks. No, next next week. Um, uh, Trevor Lee will win it again. But DJ Zeke's currently the champ. But you know, it, it's one of those things that, uh, like you said, and, and and sorry to cut you off, but like you were saying, just nobody really knew. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you just show you the ball sauce, so <laughs> it's fine. Um. Yeah, it, it, at one point TNA was the X Division title, and you had the tag titles, and you had the world title. Um, mm-hmm. You probably had another the King of the Mountain never made it to me. This was a, like it was like the old Buckhouse saying TNA yeah. was there, uh, right? Whatever. Um, <laughs> right. Perfect example. Now, of that. <laughs> now you got the world title, you got the tag belts, and that's it. It's like the X Division champ. Okay, whatever. It looks weird. The title you got the the um yeah uh, awful the, looking the, title. Yeah, it looks awful. You got the MMA rules. Drew Galloway, you just had him. Uh, Drew Galloway just uh, wrestled. I forgot who it was. Just watch TNA. Um, it used to be the King of the Mountain Championship. They keep changing the name and the look. It's like yeah, the, the, the belt with the MMA rules. Now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that belt. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you yeah, had the ladies, the ladies championship. So it's just kind of like, 
You know, they, they have so much talent, and, and it's, it's kind of like their card that just won't die. Or anybody watch Dragon Ball Z, when the anime, it's like their villain that, you know, you think you kill him, and he comes back, it's the second form, it's the third form, it's the final <laughs> form, and the imperfect form. It's like you, you won't, and, and I'm glad it won't go away, because I said this all the time on my show, and like, yeah, we have friends that work there, and of course we want them to still make money. They won't die. <laughs> it's like they won't die and go away. Yeah. And uh, I think outside the box, I say this: the team they can't do it by themselves. Eagles are going to be in place, but wouldn't it be cool if they did some kind of not a civil war, but some kind of fusion where you had TNA, at least your underground mesh mesh up, and do a show with all the, um, you know, all the talents combined, go on live mm-hmm. again. I like the idea. I just think Lucha. I, th- I just think Lucha is such in a class by itself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want um, not Lucha. Tell yeah, Lucha, I would merge them. Alive. Have Lucha I, go live. Yeah, I would merge them with uh, with New Japan again. They they worked with Japan for a few years. Yeah. A while ago. Um, TNA. TNA. Yeah, when they had uh, the the um, the the Team 3D was uh, you know they won the, the tag titles in Japan. Um, they had um, uh, uh, Motor City Machine Guns uh, doing a lot of work there. Even yeah. Kevin Nash uh, was on Wrestle Kingdom uh, when he was in TNA. So I mean, it's just they they the partnership was great. Uh, I, I'm a big fan uh, of them. I mean, especially now. I mean, New Japan's always been popular, but since the you know uh, since the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. Um, you know, Tanahashi has been, you know, he's been the man for uh, quite quite some time now. But you have these young guns, you know, like like Kenny Omega, um, you know, uh, Kazuchika Okada. He's been around for a while, but he's, you know, he's been a top dog for the past few years. TNA working with them now would be would be amazing, especially as, as either them or someone in the UK. Every time TNA goes in the UK, and they they they're in the O2 Arena. And the arena looks absolutely packed. I don't remember who I spoke to uh, from TNA on the on the show. I think it was maybe Abyss. I don't remember who it was that I interviewed from TNA. Uh, maybe I think maybe all snow. Um, I was just saying, as far as like the O2 Arena, every time they go in the UK, it looks amazing. It looks it looks right. you know the the UK crowd is really big in TNA. Right. I understand that it's they wouldn't want their Roster, you know, to go to the UK and live there, but at the same time, work. I mean, the UK market, as Al Snow said a few weeks ago on my show, as Drew Galloway, you know, who works in the UK market a lot of times, said said tonight, it's such a booming market now that they can partner with like an ICW or Prog. Uh, I think Progress is uh, another big uh, UK. Um, uh, um, Federation promotion, they can they can partner with one of those people and 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 do really good things. Yeah, I mean they could easily do it. Um, you see this this is this is the messed up part. WWE just did the UK Championship, which I know Stone Feather you didn't watch yet. I watched both nights. It was good. I mean I'm I'm, I'm used to watching UK style. It's not anything new to me. But the problem is, it, it, you got people that live in this WWE bubble. If it's not WWE, it's not right. And WWE, I die. It's like so yeah. much out here besides WWE. Like, get out your bubble. 
TNA does go the route and, and, and merge with the ICW, like WCW, CW, Japan, even Mexico, right. and people yeah. say, well, they man like WWE. Nah. It's good like, business. You, know, merge with, you got New Japan, which is hot. Yeah. ICW's hot. Merge something together with the talent, do some kind of talent exchange. And, and yeah. like, I still believe it. If TNA keep doing these tape shows on uh, was it Pop TV now? I was gonna say Destiny's America. It's like, is this gonna be there? With a war, you gotta do something to make yourself known. And I still right. stay in the field. You know, with a, not saying do it now, but plant the seeds. You got Jared and Dutchy. Plant the seeds. Get some people in, and just go live. Do something yeah. to get WWE's attention. WWE does keep an eye on it, but like the little oh, brother. Yeah. But WCW oh, yeah. used to be the little brother too. Now, granted, they don't have the money Turner does, but you got to do something to make yourself known. You got to do something to set a fire up WWE's tail because mm-hmm. they under the the brainwashing mentality is all you know, uh, uh, SmackDown beat Raw and the ratings. It don't matter. You're under the same umbrella. You're getting paid the same. Right. That's the it reason. Don't who you you notice how they suddenly moved Taker over Raw more now? Yeah, and then they cover up that plot hole talking about you, you, you go on SmackDown, just run real quick. Taker shows up on SmackDown. I don't know how many times this man is going to resurrect, die, come back from the dead, return or whatever. And he does a promo for SmackDown, says, You better win. If not, you got to deal with me, which was a waste of time because SmackDown loses, but yet he shows up on Raw. And they cover right. up the plot hole, and they cover up the lackluster of Raw, Raw being Bleach. If I say Raw is Bleach and Raw is Boar, <laughs> you have take a show up on Raw because Raw needs a ratings or some kind of boost because of the college championship. I'm not going to – yes, I'm old. I, I call it the BCS. It's not that anymore. Um, <laughs> you going to come in and say, I'll just take I'll go wherever I want and go, okay. Yeah. yeah that's going to cover up a hole. So what was the point of the promo that you did in front of Team SmackDown? You didn't even do anything with that, but yet now you forget all about getting on SmackDown for losing. That whole right. storyline was stupid. Oh, that's forgot about. That was filler. So we're just going to insert Undertaker on Raw so we can boost the ratings because the ratings, ratings are sucking awful so he can insert himself in the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, great point. I mean, you, you made some fantastic points there. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly as far as just, you know, The Undertaker just making his, like you said, just just <laughs> trying to find some way to cover up. Uh, to me, it was a subtle move. I believe it was a subtle move because SmackDown has been and is uh, the better show as far as just the opportunity, as far as just uh, really spending time to make younger talent look good and really, uh, you know, showcasing younger talent, you know, like the Baron Corbins of this world. I'm not a Kalisto fan at all, but, you know, at least they're giving him some, and they're even showing him a little bit of love. But, you know, the opportunity is, is there on SmackDown. On Raw, it's the same matches with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho every single week. And it's like, you know, Seth Rollins is in there too, and we'll talk about Raw here in a minute. But, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that they're bringing on The Undertaker, who's just typically historically, traditionally a SmackDown guy, but it just seems like they need some type of star power, you know, to bring Raw, to, to, to kind of bring some type of spark to Raw. Because like I said, you know, or like I wrote on Sportskeeda, 
uh, Roman Reigns, and this is before um, uh, this this just before this week. I think 15 out of 19 matches that Roman Reigns, uh, you know, went went on a Raw uh, was against Kevin Owens. So it's it's really yeah, that's horrible. It's like the old days. I used to joke. Remember back in in a in a late. Late nineties, where we joked and said, "How many times are we gonna see your ways against the Rock?" Right. We yep. saw that Around every 97. long week. It yep. was Raw, and it yep. was SmackDown, and a live event. And, then, and it's funny, and, and me being tech, I point out stuff nobody mentions. And it's funny because fully loaded ninety seven and ninety eight, Raw and Triple H fought each other. Yep. One was like yep. a strap match, and I don't know what else. But I mean, granted, it was short raw. It was it was Baby Rock before the light bulb section and before the bylaws and Triple H. The matches were good, and granted, they had a lot of talent. But still, it was like how many times are we gonna yeah. see this match? It's oh, not no. stinging flare. It's not stinging steam. It's not steam. Stinging steamboat never fought. We never got that. But we, you know, it wasn't flare and steamboat or 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 the midnight in, in rock and roll feud was fifteen dawn. Yeah, stinging flare and feet for twenty plus years. But in the middle, they still fought the monkey. You know, they still fought other people. Yeah. Every week yeah. is raw. <laughs> I did the tweet last night. And I said, uh, I think I tweeted out on Raw and said, wow, you know, then wow, shout out hashtag Raw, WWE, we get to see, um, I think it was Reigns and Jericho, 108, see it again for the first time. <laughs> so it's <Right>. like, okay, <laughs> it's nothing against Reigns. I'm not a big Reigns fan. I don't hate him. But Reigns is the new Cena. Cena's part-time. Cena's, and now all the, the remnants, if you will, of Cena is going to Reigns. Yeah. Same yeah, way. and it's the same. Is getting booed. You can't. And we gotta. I, I gotta get to the next point here, bro. Just real sure. quick. Um, you, you make a good point there because when I was thinking about what what I was thinking while you were talking about that is that when you said Reigns new Cena, Cena to me is what uh, totally damaged the the product as a whole because you know most of the entire WWE throughout his fifteen mm-hmm. years, I'd say at least a dozen of those was revolved around him. He didn't have that larger in life ability. You know, that's not abnormal because the attitude era and ruthless aggression kind of threw a bunch of people in the hat and it was and it worked, especially ruthless aggression. Well attitude era did too, because there was a lot of people if one person was gone for a while, like Austin, you know, when he was gone for a year, there were still people to fill in for him. Yeah, like but like at the he same he. time at the same time there wasn't a lot you know Cena didn't have that larger in life feel right. to do because they were basically with Cena, they went back to like the Hogan days and the Bruno days. You know, in the seventies it was Bruno. In the eighties it was Hogan. You know, Backlund. and it's like and, and, and Backland. Um Backland more of the seventies. Uh but it's it's like one of those things where you can't revolve some you can't revolve the company around someone if you don't make that someone a large and in life figure like they did with Hogan and Bruno. Yeah. And they don't have that ability to do that with Cena because they're not really booking him properly to really defy the odds, you know, because it, the storyline and the narrative is just horrible. It, that, that is true. And to add your point, um, you're right. And something to also um, add on to that. Cena was built as a machine. Difference is Cena being built so big 
Cena also didn't have anybody on his level that could carry the flag when he was gone. And not only that, you also have to have a strong mid-card that he didn't have around the Cena Nation years or whatever you call it. Because, you know, you had Bruno, broke broke records all over. You had all of them people and Bruno Russell, but you still had Pedro Morales. You still had superstar Billy Graham. Then Backlund mm-hmm. came in. Backlund was champ for eight darn years. Jesse Ventura. Right. Jesse Ventura. Adrian Adonis. And uh, I'm going to go way back. Rene Goulet. Larry Zabisco. <laughs> you know, yeah, Larry Zabisco. And, and, and we're just talking about the singles. We're not getting into tags. And then if you go to Hogan, Hulkamania, Hogan was Hogan. You still had Iron Sheik, and if Hogan was gone, you still had Warrior. You had yep. Savage for years, mm-hmm. champ. You had King Kong Bundy. And then the mid-card sometimes was better, uh, was the actual oh, yeah. better wrestling man. Rude, you had Rude, Honky Tonk, man. Jake, honky talk, yeah. man. Yep. You, 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 you know, you, you had these guys. You had um, Steamboat when he was there. And when Steamboat left, you had DBIC mm-hmm. and the Mountie and Brett mm-hmm. and, and Baby Sean. Perfect. We're going on and on about, yeah, perfect. All these people that Hogan was the man. Hogan took a time off. Hogan didn't even make event WrestleMania 4. It was the tournament. Right, the tournament. Right, it was Savage one. Right. Well, Hogan, Hogan was there, and it was at Orange Face Plaza, you know, sitting around with Trump. So mm-hmm. it was at Trump Plaza. So, but Hogan was there, but he didn't. Yeah, wrestle. he was out ringside. He was at ringside. You still had, you still had, it's like a movie. You still had strong enough support. WCW, of course, we know yep. that NWO, but you had Sting and, and Savage and Flair and the Steiners and the Road Warriors. But that's the problem with Cena. It was Cena or Bust. Right. Cena's there. <laughs> Hashtag Cena or Bust. <laughs> <laughs> Cena or Bust. Well, I mean, granted, and I love Orton. I was, all, I was more of an Orton fan than Cena. Yeah, but, the, but Batista. But yeah, you had. You know, Cena was like, hey, you know, Cena was like, okay, you know, football. You got Montana, you know, one of the greatest of all times. And then you have Orton is like, okay, Orton was like Marino. You know, it was good. You know, yeah, great too. Right. But yeah. ugh, not Montana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or Elway. Or great, but not Montana. Or, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or Unitas. Yep. And then it's like, who the hell are you going to fight? <laughs> or, uh, you know, CM Punk, okay, well, we know how to see how that went. You know, Ziggler, see how that went. The Miz, <laughs> right. see how that went. Oh, we got right. bringing, you know, Starboy Rock to come in from Hollywood, and then he get hurt. <laughs> so that, that's that's the problem there. I mean, now they have a better, better support cast, but Raw is just, I mean, two years ago, it was like SmackDown is bleed. SmackDown sucks. Who the hell watch, who watches SmackDown? You know what I mean? It was tape. I ain't watched SmackDown in two years. <laughs> now it's the yeah. reverse. Smackdown's live now. Smackdown's great again, like the Rufus Aggression era. And that was maybe the best time around then because you had so many people that was interchangeable. They could be main events but work in the middle. You had Angle, Baby Brock, Mysterio, Edge, Benwell, yeah, he still existed. Eddie, the tag yep. team. They, they had so much. Right, Booker, excuse me. They had so many. They had so much talent. That they they had some some of the good tag teams in the ruthless aggression ruthless aggression era was two singles guys they had no no tag experience still made all these good tag teams Booker T and yep. RVD Edge and yep. with Edge and Mysterio do you have Mister uh, Booker uh, RVD and Booker T and the Hurricane uh, and Kane how about that Hurricane and Kane right <laughs> it, it, it was so many tag <laughs> Sean teams Morley and Lance Storm. Oh, well, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Chief. 
Keith right, Morley. Uh, 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 um, Jack, Jack, was he, was he Jack on a Christian? Yep, yeah, the Un-Americans. So, yeah, hopefully yeah. I ain't talked too long, but seeing a bus is, I think that's yeah. what we call the air. Seeing that's right. That's right, that's the air, seeing a bus, I like it. Um, on a more somber note, uh, we just, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to my boy, uh, Rico Constantino. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this, but uh, uh, just, just keep Rico on his prayers. I wrote an article on Inquisitor. Yeah. He reached out to me. Uh, just let him know. Uh, the quote is on the, the article on the Inquisitor, but uh, just, you know, our prayers are with Rico that, uh, you know, he gets back into to really good help uh, to health and you know, my, my angle in writing my piece was just the constant and dire need for WWE, especially someone like WWE, to, to really get themselves together as far as just the insurance piece. I mean, you got a class action lawsuit going on right now with the, with over 50 people, you know, and I broke, I spoke to Jim Brunzel. He, he was on my show twice, but he was on there last year, you know, talking about the, um, the role and the reason why and you know, just share the story as far as just <laughs> him competing and, you know, falling on the back of his head, you know, being knocked out, being told by a local doctor that he can't wrestle. And um, and then, you know, him him being told by one of the agents at the time, uh, we don't have a replacement, so you got to go in, you know, and it's just, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are, uh, yeah. are with uh, Rico Constantino and everybody listening. Um you know, just get, send him up a, a prayer. You know, hopefully, yeah. you know, um, he he gets uh, he he gets well soon. Um, yeah. uh, Kurt Angle possibly being in the Royal Runner uh, entrance, he kind of shoots down the rumors. Uh, I heard on a recent recent report, but he pulled out of the Five Star Wrestling show um, that Drew's going to be on this weekend. So, I mean, it's WWE pulled him. And you know, there's they're saying because it's going to be on Spike TV UK, a conflict of network, but it's a whole different brand, a whole different country, and you know, it's one of those things that, it, to me, it's not a coincidence that WWE pulled him. Uh, he's not even signing a contract. He's not a WWE employee. He's just being in the Hall of Fame. So the very fact that WWE pulled him without any obligations, you know, that he has right now, because he's, there's dates that he has, you know, for the rest of the year. So he's, you know, he's still competing in the Indies. So the very fact that they pulled him a day before in UK, uh, to me, that's not a coincidence. No, I, I agree with you. It's just, like I said, is Angle going to be in the Rumble? He, he downplayed it. Angle can still wrestle, you know. Is he going to be in the Rumble? We don't know. Um, but WWE, to pull him from an event, that lets you know he could be doing – and I explained somebody how the Legend contract worked. You know, he's now a part of the Legends contract. So, yeah. you know, he's going to be doing a little promotional work and, you know, the you know the, the Hall of Fame stuff and the road, the journey to Mania, the road to Mania, whatever they call it. But it's like now you're taking him away from the event. So now you got to figure out why. So is Angle mm-hmm. is is Angle going to wrestle in the Rumble? Maybe not. Is he going to make a appearance in the Rumble? Maybe so. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's a, I, I think him being a surprise entry would be 
Absolutely fantastic. I, I so, think n- hip hop huge. All right, now I, I did hear that he did shoot down the facts of him being in a rumble. I'm not. What exactly did he say? Do you know? I don't remember the direct quote, but I think it just came out today or yesterday that uh, he, he shot down being the, in the match. But I mean, what, is, what, is, what does that mean? I mean, of course he's going to shoot it down. If he, yeah. you know, if he's a surprise entrant, of he's forced to shoot it down. So that didn't really mean much anything to me much. All right, real quick, uh, Kenny Omega not been through a rumble. Um, similar to the same issue as far as. Um, Having a prior engagement, he's going to be in Chile uh, this weekend, so he's pretty much done. And the last, uh, Kenny will make uh, uh, Tay Long potentially in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I reached out to Teddy. He texted me back and said that uh, he haven't heard anything about it. So uh, somehow, <laughs> you know, somebody somebody knows something before him. Actually, he got a call. He said he never he he hasn't got a call he he knows any he knows nothing about it so uh, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame one hundred percent but you know saying you know, to it, they, that that just goes to show that just you know you, you can only believe certain amount of things exactly is, is Virgil I'm just I'm just joking is, is Virgil ever getting in the Hall of Fame um he may he may slide in there. Uh, I mean, you already know my, you know, the people that, that know me and my show that already know, you can look at our Virgil under the mat radio. Um, and this is nothing to do personally. And personally, he hasn't done anything to me. Uh, um, I, I know I sent you a funny clip of Virgil from the Rumble in 94. <laughs> but um, I, I personally don't think he deserves to be in it. No way. No he, way. He's, he's the best buddy. I mean, granted, people talk about Brutus Beefcake. Being Hogan's buddy and was were everywhere. Hogan, Billy's Brutus, Brutus, the Booty Man, Zodiac. We will call him Apocalypse. Yeah, the man with no name. Disciple. Yeah, man with no name. Yeah. Man, started on that. You can do a whole show on that. Um, uh, exactly. The butcher. Yeah, the butcher. <laughs> right. Uh, we went through seven names already. Right. Uh, at least he had he had a cultural impact. You know, he had the scissors, and which really wasn't scissors; it was more like shears you would cut hedges with. Right. But he had more of a cultural in, impact. You know, and Virgil was like, "What did you do?" Nothing. He was a lackey yeah. for yeah. our quote unquote bodyguard. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's like a uh, you know he's like a a, a a better version of a Barry Horowitz or a Rocky King. Yeah. Exactly. You know, shout out to Rocky King. S.T. Jones. S.T. Jones, mm-hmm. Special Delivery, and uh, a Pistol yeah. Pass Watley, and, and, and uh, oh, yeah. Iceman King Parsons. <laughs> you know, Wiley, those guys, baby. okay. You know, maybe. <laughs> Virgil. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, I know I'm going all topic with Virgil. Yeah. But um, Teddy, uh, Teddy deserves pretty, it. Yeah, this pretty, much deserves, this pretty much describes Virgil's career in WWE. Absolutely. <laughs> Real quick, let's uh, get to the Raw and SmackDown recap. Just your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown for this week. Uh, Raw was better. Uh, it wasn't necessarily Bleach. I give it Pine Saw. Uh, Goldberg is out of shape, busting your head wide open. You out of breath. You got sweaty, sweaty net, sweaty net backs. And I, I like Goldberg. It is my my concern is I hope Goldberg is ring shape. Uh, 
uh, we watched wrestling so long. I had a feeling Taker was going to show up. I kind of popped for that to see Taker in the ring with Goldberg oh, yeah. and um, with Goldberg and Brock. Uh, Big Show looked great, 396. Why is he wearing mm-hmm. American flag on his tights? We don't yeah, know. Don't, we don't, don't care. Understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I love Heidi Brook and, Stro- um, Book and Strowman. Um, uh, the Triple H, Seth Rollins thing. Okay, I could have swore I saw Seth Rollins on the Royal Rumble poster that they've been promoting the past couple of weeks. But yeah, now he's yeah. not in the Rumble. Yeah, okay. Um, SmackDown was good. Uh, Alexa Bliss uh, can really talk. I like her. Uh, Miz and Dean Ambrose, we've seen that match 30 times, but it's still better than Reigns and Jericho. Now, Mojo Riley wins. Who cares? You're going to get eliminated in five minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, oh, and, and uh, Cena and AJ. Uh, and like I said, I always loved AJ. Uh, personal friends with the man. Uh, great work. And I love the little hill tendencies with Cena. Uh, Cena and AJ, great chemistry. And, and he planted, I'm doing dust if you will. Planted the seeds that it in the subtle seeds of the possible rumored match that could come true of AJ and Shane. Oh they yeah. Mentioned, they mentioned the AJ Royal Rumble po- the the poster, whatever it was poster um thing. So and and like I said, Cena was always okay, um, but I like Cena. He's able to kind of tweak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being kind of hell, I don't see Cena winning, but I like Cena tweaking a little bit. Him against AJ, so SmackDown to give it to yeah. off. Orton and uh, the Whites. Uh, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I shared most of my raw uh, thoughts on the review um, on the Craig Russick Facebook page. Um, however, I think that um, the biggest thing is that. Uh, it, it the raw was raw was good. Uh, raw was good. It was some like I said. It, there were some up and ups and downs. Uh, however, I do think that um, I, I I do think that raw did a very good job. You know, pulling out the strings as far as just the go home show. This is probably one of the, right. the best right. go home shows that I I've seen. That. Yeah, the, right. the WWE is one of the best that. ones I've seen in a long time uh, because right. it seems like after the network, uh, you know, uh, the, the inception of the network a few years back, it just mm-hmm. seems like their go-home shows, they don't even care about them. Suck. Yeah. Do, 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 you remember, do you remember back when well, – uh, maybe this was 2001, maybe two. Remember when Raw and SmackDown was all one, and, and actually SmackDown, they continue storylines from Raw to SmackDown, and it's a, it's a viral video, one of my favorite endings ever, where it was the it was the go home the, when SmackDown had the go home show to the Rumble, and everybody came out and did their finishing move. It was like uh, Kane choke slammed RVD, RVD did a five star Jericho, Austin did a stunner, laid everybody out. The Rock, Big Show came out. It was the perfect ending that. Made you excited for the Rumble. And then Vince came out, right? I think was it Vince? I think did Vince come out the end? Yeah, I think he came yeah. out at the end. Yeah. yeah and Shane Shane did the the flying uh, chair the flying shot. Yeah, right? chair, right? That's yeah. it, right? Yeah, that was, I still to this cool. day watch it. I get pumped for that. I'm like, that's that's eleven, fifteen years later. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. well, that's not happening now. But you know what happened to those shows? This going wrong was good. I. If the oh, yeah. didn't suck, it, it was it was decent. You know, it got you 
pumped for the for for the rumble. Remember the rumble. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. I I totally agree. Uh, all right, so uh, I think that was good. As far as SmackDown, real quick, my thoughts. Uh, solid. Uh, Orton Harper may it seemed like it may lead to a triple threat match between the Wyatts at uh, WrestleMania, which I'm I'm, I'm fine with because. You know, I think Luke Harper getting a prominent spot like that on Mania is fantastic. He deserves it. Mickey James worked. Uh, I, I liked, you know, her 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 angle and and the, the description of of her turn and being with Blake was it, it it was good. I think it worked, and mm-hmm. I think that um, it's a good setup with him with her and Becky Lynch. I don't know if it'll happen at the Elimination Chamber as opposed to WrestleMania, but I, I'd give him a. a, a WrestleMania spot. I'll, I'll be fine with that. Um, Mojo Raleigh, like you said, he'll go out soon. But I mean, I don't know why. There's a part of me that likes Mojo Raleigh. I don't. I, don't, I have no idea why. I, I, um, I like Mojo. I do. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like him as well. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, the Ambrose and Miz, a good match. But you know, we've seen it a thousand times. I do want to talk about Naomi, though. Um, Ooh. I, I, I'm a huge Naomi fan. Uh, oh, you really? And yeah, and, and I, I love the entrance. I, you know, the, that's the thing. I like what they're doing as far as uh, making her character exciting. Um, and, right. And, and one of those characters that the fans really don't have a choice but to to be excited about. I was thinking in my head like because be, before Alexa Bliss came out, I was thinking in my head Naomi hasn't been there in a few months. It would have been a perfect opportunity for her to save uh, Becky Lynch while she was getting double teamed. Like they, you know, for weeks it was uh, La Luchadora and Bliss. And then of course they revealed La Luchadora to be uh, Mickey James. Uh, You know, when they double teamed her, I think Naomi making the save would have been good. I didn't like how they kind of went into that Naomi spot because Naomi's not a strong mic worker. Uh, She's an amazing athlete, but she's not good on the stick at all. She looks good. Um, She can wrestle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's not good. She need definitely needs some promo classes. Um, but she makes it up in the ring. Her character is is uh, lively enough, exciting enough for that. Uh, however, I was pleasantly surprised when Alexa Bliss came out uh, when she called you know anyone out. I was like, okay, because I always think when I think of characters, and I had a, this conversation with a great colleague of mine. Recently, um, I think I might even talk to you about this, but when I think of characters in WrestleMania, I always think about uh, when I think about characters, period, I always think about how will they look at WrestleMania? Like, will they uh, right. enhance the feel? Will they be excited? Someone like a taker, of course, every year. I think Finn Balor, his entrance is so amazing oh, yeah. that it would be great to see him see yeah. it at WrestleMania. Triple H always does a good job with the, with his entrances. I think that Naomi would, would – Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think that Naomi would do a great job oh, yeah. just to fill the glow, look just the, you know, you know 80,000 people. You need some eyeglasses, you know, because they yeah, exactly. your eyes. Yep, but it's great. exactly. I think that they, I think that she would do great. So I was when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking I would really like, and I think I've I've been for Naomi winning the title for quite some time. Uh, when uh, there was reports that a few years ago, before Oksana jacked up her orbital bone, um, 
she was slated to be in the hunt and potentially win the championship. But I think now's the time. I think this is one of our strongest angles, uh, one of our strongest um, uh, characters, gimmicks that she's had in her entire career. Uh, Team Bad, I I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. That never Um, happened. Yeah, yeah. And I think now she's a solo character. She's on her own. She has a great entrance. I think that her versus uh, Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania would, would be very good, interesting to watch. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, she has more face time now than her husband. You know, Uso, right. who are they even in the Rumble? You know, the, uh, the, 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 thug, the thug Usos. Right. Know, the, the Samoan thugs. Or right. the old school Samoan SWAT team. It's, right. Um, yes. SST. Now, yeah, SST. <laughs> Paul Heyman. But, uh, not, yeah, I like Naomi. She, um, you know, a very very attractive woman. Uh, of course, you need that in wrestling. She's a, a nice body. She's very athletic. Um, you, you can you can you can work on someone in their speaking skills. So even though her talking isn't the best, it takes time. Everybody doesn't. Everybody's not a Dusty or Flair or Piper or right. You know, a Jericho or what have you. So, but yeah, I think it's time. Um, she's hot. Can entrance. She's now has her own identity. You don't look at it as oh, that's the Usos' wife. Exactly. Now yeah. she's having her own identity. Let her win it, Mania. And I, I give a shout out to Alexa Bliss. I, I'm behind with NXT. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I know what goes on the NXT, but I don't follow it every week. Um, I'm way behind, but um, I didn't follow anything of Alexa Bliss until she went to SmackDown, and she can talk. And I think she used to be a supermodel and just got to wrestling, and she really can work. And she has, she has a unique she can. look. She reminds me of. Uh, it was uh, the queen from um, the Huntsman, uh, Cameron Diaz? Oh, um, gotcha. Character, the, the queen, the whatever you call it, the Frost Queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. She runs with Emma Frost, like if you're a comic book fan, she has that cold show look. Yeah. Mickey James, great lady, not in person. I'm glad she's there. Veteran presence. Yes, I agree. Um, I think Mickey will help. Bliss, I was. I think the, I think putting the title on Bliss was very uh, premature. I, 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 without without a doubt, I thought that was premature. But she's a good heel. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of that. Um, and real quick, uh, giving Goldberg the mic, just <laughs> it just kills this mistake to me. I meant to say that. I said this yesterday on the Raw review, but I just want to reiterate that. Keep the mystique of Bill Goldberg. Let us feel like we're teenagers again back 20 years ago. Don't give the guy a mic and flub his lines because everything's scripted now. You know, the Universal, the WWE, I'm like, come on, man. Just, I mean, well, well at the, you know, at the same time, in all fairness, you know, there's lines that you have to read now. You can't do anything by yourself and, and, and have a real feel out. And, of course, you're – Unless you're seen it. Yeah, right. If or you're so used, right. There's only probably a few. I had Brad Maddox on Brad Maddox on my show, and he said, you know, just the for those yeah. just Google Brad Maddox pancakes and power slams to check out the interview. He was talking about just the crazy process that everybody has to go through was cutting promos was yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. all right, real, real yeah. quick for a second time, let's get to the flavor of the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. 
matches of the Royal Rumbles between 2008 and 2016. Of course, the winners of 2000 <clears throat> of those years were uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, Edge, ADR, Alberto Rio, uh, Sheamus, Cena, Batista, Reigns, Triple H. Uh, what's your favorite uh, WrestleMania in that time and some memorable matches that uh, you can think of? Uh, you mean my favorite Rumble at that time? You said WrestleMania. Yeah, your your favorite Royal Rumble match of that time, yeah. Uh, the actual Rumble match or like non-Rumble match? The Rumble match and then just some favorite matches that you remember in between that time span. That, that You know, that's that's tough. It's, those years are jumbled up to me. I, I did do research when, when you sent me um the format. I was like, okay, what year was it? Um, uh, Sheamus winning it, didn't care. Uh, didn't oh. care about Del Rio. Um, oh. Chip, Triple H didn't care. So we've seen this 15 years ago. Um, now the Reigns one I thought was hilarious. I said to be my favorite because, you know, of the hijacking of the fans because they were mad because yeah. Daniel Bryan didn't win and then the fans basically took over and The Rock came out and they, The Rock couldn't even save Reigns and The Rock was out of breath and out of shape. So I would I would say that would be the, the favorite because of the fans' participation. Um, favorite yeah. honorable matches. Um, uh, both got Mysterio winning. Uh, Mysterio against Taker from the Rumble 2010, oh, which is good. a match that we've only seen, I think, twice. I think they only wrestled one other time on SmackDown. Mm. And uh, I loved Edge against Mysterio because that was in New York. I don't know if that was 09 or 08. Yeah, I think it was 08, Master Square Garden, where the crowd turned yep. on Ray and he was cheering Edge. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Oh, was and, 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 I, and I will say this, even though I'm not a big Cena fan. Honorable mention to you, the Rumble 08, I think that's when Cena won. Yeah, Garden, because yep, that was a big G. surprise. No one saw that coming. Yep, No I one agree. saw that coming. So, and how many times somebody's going to get eliminated last? Like three, four times that year, he was the last to <laughs> get eliminated. But yeah. we are why. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you as far as 08. Uh, Cena is concerned. Um, of course, people know I'm not the biggest Cena fan at all. Um, I like the 08 Rumble period because that's when Jericho, I mean, Jericho came back in 07 and he was a uh, feud with JBL. Um, he, he, he won by disqualification, uh, JBL beat Jericho by disqualification at that time, but uh, I, I liked, I liked that. Um, Orton Hardy was good that year too. Yeah. Uh, there was a career-threatening match leading up to um, uh, the WrestleMania with with Michaels. Flair went against the MVP, so I mean, that was that was interesting uh, as far as as far as concerned. Oh nine, um, uh, Edge and Hardy was good. Uh, Edge won the title. Orton winning. I was eh, I wasn't the biggest fan. Oh wait, was eliminate last again. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Bylaws Triple H. It, it was uh, Triple H. Yes, it was Triple H. Yep, Triple H. Uh, he lasted almost fifty minutes. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the 2010 was who was the, who was the winner for Ten Edge? Yeah, because Edge came back too, and that was that was, was right. decent. Yeah, yeah it was, was decent. Right. Like you said, Tekken Mysterio good was good that year. Um. I mean, every every other match was for a championship. ECW championship, Christian and Ezekiel Jackson, Miz yeah. and uh, MVP. 
U.S. Sheamus and Orton uh, was WWE, and then uh, Mickey James won the Women's Championship um, in like seconds that year. That was uh, really really interesting. Which they didn't even bring back. I mean, they didn't even talk about that. <laughs> that was that was her last year there, but for some reason they didn't even talk about that today. Um, 2011 was off to me. I, I wasn't. I mean, Who won it again? The real. Del Rio by uh, eliminating Santino. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Miz was champ at the time. He beat Orton. Uh, Edge. That, that whole game by itself was weird. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Edge and Ziggler was good. Um, but yeah. the stipulation was kind of stupid as far as Edge not using the spear. Uh, Natalia won the Divas Championship. That, well, well, Natalia had the Divas Championship and then lost to. Um, Eve Torres, which yeah. oh. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, 2012 was Seamus. I was not a fan of that at all um, because they were talking about. I mean, Chris Jericho was slated to win, and because you know he it was spoiled from the win, it, he didn't win. Uh, but at the same time, it's like he ended up going against Punk that year for the world for the WWE Championship. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that was the whole eight-second thing with Daniel Bryan, which opened the match. So it's like, this whole thing is stupid. Like, why didn't you just have Jericho win and go against Punk and, you know, just change it up like shame? That, that was that was one of the worst ones to me. That was that was terrible. But what what, what <laughs> was Cena, it as bad as, as the 95 Rumble, though? I mean, that has to be one of the worst Rumbles. Yeah. Was it as 95. bad as the 95 Rumble? <laughs> well, ninety five was uh, was was Michaels, wasn't it? When he uh, eliminated Bulldog. Yeah. I love Rumble actually. Um, not the actual match, but I mean, well, the match was good, but I think it, Michaels and Bulldog entering one and two and being the last two there. <clears throat> I think that's you know. Well, maybe 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 I'm getting it mixed up. No, maybe it's the ninety six Rumble. That was bad. Is that when Tenryu was in it? I know Tenryu was in 94, but it was like yeah. all of the Mexican, Japanese. Was that 96? Uh, yeah, 96 is when uh, Michael's super kicked um, <clears throat> these go out. And yeah, like Backlin mm-hmm. randomly showing up. Yeah, I'm sorry. The 96 yeah. Rumble, I think, was yeah. one that was bad. But I'm sorry. Yeah, 96 was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2013. Who, who won 2013? It was... Um... Mysterio? No, not not, uh, not 2013 was uh, uh, Cena again, wasn't it? Yeah, because he eliminated oh, Ryback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that, too. I think he should have uh, beat Ryback. Rock and CM Punk, you know, CM Punk, uh, his streak gets ended by The Rock, 434 days. Um, Does anybody really count? Yeah. yeah. Does anybody really care? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I've I been very vocal about my my disinterest in CM Punk, but you know, there's so many CM Punk fans out there that are, you know, that think he's the reincarnation of Jesus. But unfortunately, yeah, yeah uh, the Raiders, buddy. And, yeah, and, and, and real quick, because I, I had some some CM Punk fans try to come at me. Let's break this down. Look at the Raw ratings, okay? And around that time, the highest rated Raw segment was when Batista came back and when they thought Sting was showing up after WrestleMania 30, mm-hmm. I believe, 31. 30, yeah. And uh, by the way, yeah. CM Punk never once main evented Raw and he was the champion. So if Vince McMahon doesn't put you as 
the main event for Raw, which is the flagship show, and you're the champion, they should let you know what he thinks of you. Yeah. You can see I think I count like six straight pay-per-views, six or seven straight pay-per-views that uh, Cena uh, main evented, including uh, him versus John uh, Laurinaitis. Oh uh, was it like over the edge or something like that? That was that was a summer pay-per-view. That was just Johnny that was Yeah. <laughs> Dark people power. John oh, Johnny Ace. Look at him. <laughs> uh, real quick, 2015. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Reigns won that. We talked about 2015 already. Um, Lesnar Rollins and, and Cena was a good match. I was, I, I, yeah, I think that was oh, probably the I best match. Of uh, yeah, yeah, of that eight, that. yeah, of that eight of those, of the the between L eight and 2017, I think that was probably one of the best ones. That match was yeah. phenomenal. I was, <clears throat> I was a big fan of that match. And then wasn't it the birth of Cplex City in a way? Like that was yeah, right when yeah, Cplex yeah, City was, started. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was two years ago. And then last year's Roman wasn't bad. I, I was a big fan of uh, the, you know, the uh, the returning of the whole Flair 92 deal. Um, so it was it was decent. The undercard matches wasn't wasn't the best, but. Well, from here, my uh, eye. Right. <laughs> this is the greatest <laughs> moment of my career. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you said the same thing when you be Vader a year later. So, uh, right. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's get to the predictions. Uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, let's get this going. We have. What do we have this this year uh, for the predictions? Uh, real quick. Um. Let's see. Real quick. Real quick. Uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi and Nikki Bella against Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalya six woman tag match, which is just confirmed. Uh, Nick, uh, I see. Uh, that's the Bliss team. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Swan and Neville for the Cruiserweight Championship. Neville, he's a heel. Put him over. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Bailey. Who cares, Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Charlotte's too. I think they'll save Bailey's going for Mania. Uh, Styles and Cena. Styles. Um, Cena. I think they'll. Uh, Cena. Yeah, we said it. Yeah, Cena. Owens and Reigns. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon will be the winner. <laughs> He's gonna come. He's gonna come out. <laughs> but really, you are uh, more than a climbing figure. Uh, uh, I, I sadly just say Reigns. Uh, Reigns are gonna win. I agree. Uh, Reigns. Uh, uh, pre-show matches. Uh, Anderson and Gallows against Sheamus and Cesaro. Sheamus and Cesaro. That shouldn't be pre-match, by the way. Yeah. Banks and Jacks. Uh, Bank. Uh, Jacks. You gotta keep pushing her to be ill. Yeah, I think they'll do Sasha. Um, who wins the Royal Rumble? I have no idea. But I'll tell you who it won't be. Jericho won't be Mojo Riley. won't be anybody black. It won't be the Usos. <laughs> it won't be Braun Strowman. I honestly <laughs> have no idea. Uh, this Rumble, I don't know. Uh, Taker maybe, uh, Goldberg. But Goldberg and Brock ain't going to win it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I I honestly say it's one of the few years. I really have no idea. Yeah. Um. 
uh, I think my pick is going to be none other than The Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Hey, I, I give it to Taker. Yeah. And don't forget, the Elimination Chamber was a genius creation, which uh, Bishop also was laughing when I text him that. That's absolutely right. Uh, real quick, uh, 15 seconds. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on Tuesday nights. Hey, don't forget, listen to us Tuesday nights on blogtalkradio.com under the map radio live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 to 9 p.m. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on Twitter at tech underscore UT on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under the map radio. We got live Skype interview tomorrow night, 7 p.m. and blah, blah, blah with Mr. Anderson. Ken Anderson. Thank you very much. Right. Shout out Absolutely. to Wild because it's always about pancakes. That's right. <laughs> God bless you all. Uh, fantastic show tonight. Thanks to Drew Galloway. Thanks, Evan. Let's do this again. God bless you all. Have a good day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.